Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, welcome back to Holy Spirit Feed. We are going to continue our series on the seven spirits of God with the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Isaiah 11, 1 through 2, this is our main scripture for this series. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. I was talking recently with a friend explaining just a situation that I was in, and I just didn't know what to do. I felt like this situation wasn't being handled well at all, but I didn't know how to change it, and it was not going away anytime soon. Like I knew we still had weeks ahead of us before this would come to a resolution, and I just said, what should I do? Should I just be stupid for the next five weeks? (laughs) And I was being sarcastic. I just literally did not know what to do. But I'll tell you who does know what to do. The spirit of wisdom has the answer. The Holy Spirit has the answer to all of our problems, and he knows exactly what to do about them. Proverbs 4, verse 7, it says, The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. And then New King James Version of that same verse says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. This is simple. It says, get wisdom, get wisdom and understanding at any and all cost. So it says, in all you're getting. You know, we in America, we tend to lean towards consumerism. I am a minimalist at heart, but I probably still have a lot of stuff. And most Americans, you would agree, have a lot of stuff. We are getting a lot of things, but in that, We need to be getting understanding from the spirit of understanding. I'm convinced that if we were getting understanding from the Lord, we wouldn't be trying to get all of this otherworldly stuff. Romans 8, 5 through 9 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. Now, there is some good wisdom in this passage, good understanding here. Amen? I think it's important to note that you decide what you live according to, where you set your mind. You've heard the saying, oh, they've got a mind of their own. You know, sometimes a parent might say that about their kid who they want them to do something, but they won't do it. And we say that because it's actually true. All of us have our own mind, and we control what we think, what we set our mind on. We are in charge of our own thoughts. We choose to set our minds on the flesh, on the worldly stuff, or 
the things of the Spirit. And if we choose that, then we can choose to access and live out of the Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of understanding. I want to read a verse that we read in the first intro episode of this series. It's Revelation 5, 6. It says, And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain, with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. We all know who the lamb is. And hey, he's got seven eyes. This speaks to perspective. How well can this lamb see? I'd say very well with seven eyes, huh? The Lord brought back a dream that I think I actually shared on a previous episode. But in the dream, there was a castle and a sunset. And it was a beautiful scene. And I had a camera. And I was trying to capture an image of it. But I could only focus in on the details. I had the wrong lens. I couldn't get the big picture. And I remember when I woke up, the Lord gave me interpretation. He was telling me that I needed to get a bigger perspective, his big picture perspective. And this is it, you guys. Through this series, he's giving us the ability to view things through his seven eyes, his sevenfold spirit. This is good stuff. If we track with him, we will go places in the spirit and in the natural that we never thought we could go. As we begin to walk in the spirit of wisdom and understanding, and I fully expect that we will, the tricky part will be to stay humble in our world where people just seem to be doing really ridiculous, sometimes totally off the mark stuff, right? And as God gives us wisdom, we really need to stay humble. We can't step into pride. You know, if we did, that would be us stepping out of the seven spirits of God and stepping into the enemy's ways of doing things. I've been watching a show called Alone, and just to give you a background in case you don't know, in the show they drop 10 people off in the wilderness and they try to survive, and whoever makes it the longest and doesn't tap out, the winner gets a half million dollars. Some of the people on this show, they they say some pretty profound things. They're in a situation that they've never been in before, and you know most people have never been in that type of a situation. And some of the stuff they do, you know, is, is kind of dumb, but I mean, they don't know any better. They have not been in that situation before, but sometimes they nail it. Being in that type of desperate, raw experience, it just draws something good out of them. I remember one time one of the people said, humility will keep you from being humiliated. That's truth. If you go into something all cocky and screw up, you'll be totally humiliated. But if you go in humble, thinking, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to try, and then you screw up, hey, no harm, no fault, right? So yeah, I was like, that's profound. And then I was like, well, wait, that's actually straight out of Scripture. In Luke 14, it's the parable of the wedding feast, and I'm going to read 7 through 11. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, Do not sit down in the place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person. And then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored 
in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. When we choose to be humble, we are walking in the spirit of wisdom and also understanding our place in things. As a parent, you want to help your kid make the best decisions. God wants that for us too, and through his spirit of wisdom, we can. Every area of our lives, from simple habits of getting ready in the morning to major life choices, he's got the wisdom and it's ours for the taking. But we have to make the choice to humble ourselves and step into wisdom and trust that we can. I'm not just speaking on this so we can go back to life as usual and not make any changes in our lives. I don't settle for mediocre and you shouldn't either. That situation that I was talking about earlier where I said, oh, well, I'll just, you know, live stupid for the next five weeks. <laughs> Obviously, I was being sarcastic, but you know what? No way. I can't stand for that. I have to do something. It's not in my nature to live stupid ever. Not for a minute. Stupid is as stupid does. Well, I'm not doing stupid. I'm doing wisdom. Come on, believers, it's my new nature in Christ to live in wisdom, and it's yours too. He's not holding out on us. He wants us to have this. If anyone is holding out on anyone, it's us holding out on him. He's patient, but there comes a time where we have been obstinate for too long and we miss it. So I'm not just going to know about this aspect of God, I'm going to experience it with God. I'm going to read Proverbs 1, verses 20 through 33. And as I read this, like this is just chocked full of wisdom. Proverbs, all of Proverbs is, it seems like. But as I read this, I want you to imagine this being true for you in your city, on your streets, in our culture, in our lives. Verse 20, it says, Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord." They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. Wow, that's powerful. I don't know if some of you noticed, but right there in between verses 25 and 26, there's a shift where things start to go downhill because people didn't listen to wisdom. 
So the spirit of wisdom cries out to us and through us to others. But if we continue to reject the spirit, at some point it becomes too late. We lose our ability to hear wisdom and we must eat the bitter fruit and choke on our own schemes. Jesus is crying out, wake up. He knows the way because he is the way. And again, at the, the last verse, verse 33, it says, But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. That's a promise. Proverbs 7, 4 says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin. The word kin, it means family. And some think of family as one. We are family, one with God, one with wisdom and understanding, if we choose to believe that. You may remember in the intro message for this, if you've heard that, and it's back in the archives if you haven't, you can go back. But I shared about the message that I had listened to of a man who just really felt like it was his purpose in life to help the body of Christ, believers, know who they are in Christ, so that then out of that, the overflow would be signs and wonders and miracles. That's wisdom through and through, knowing our identity and acting like we are who God says we are. We talked a bit about how part of our identity is that we are holy, that we're set apart, that we're sanctified unto the Lord. I feel like God is truly weaving holy throughout this entire series. But holy, so he is holy, and he declares that we're a holy people, He declares Sabbath as holy. It's set apart. It's sanctified. So God calls us holy, a holy people, a holy priesthood. You know, but when we are not acting holy, when we don't act like we're set apart, when we're not any different than anyone else, when we're doing everything the herd is doing, busyness, tons of activity on Sabbath, for example, when we say, no, no, God, you've got it wrong. I can do whatever I want all week, every day. I can work seven days a week. I don't have to do a Sabbath. We're not under the law. (laughs) Right, we're not under the law. But just because something was in the Old Covenant and now we're in the New, it doesn't mean that we drop the entire Old Testament. It's still valuable. This is a whole other message to really unpack, but this relates to accessing the spirit of wisdom. We still think it's a good idea not to murder, not to commit adultery, and it's still God's will that we take a Sabbath, that we set time aside for Him and not work. Sometimes we have to get creative with Sabbath and how that looks for everyone, work it out with God, but the problem is that we just don't sometimes. We just do whatever we want, whenever we want, (laughs) just like everyone else. And when we do that, we are actually declaring through our actions that we are not holy when God says we are. And that's a problem. That shows me that we don't know who we are because we don't know, yada, God the way we should. And this all goes back to that concept that, you know, he is holy and what he says goes and us just completely yielding by choice to being holy as he says we are. That's wisdom. And that reveals that we have understanding. So when you think about wisdom, I think it's interesting. Uh, There's a lot more talk about us, maybe knowledge about like, I need to know what to do. I need to know this. I need to know that. But knowing something without knowing what to do with it, with the info, that really isn't helpful. 
It's the wisdom, the what do you do with the info that matters. How do you act, right? What? How do you move forward and use that knowledge? You know, Holy Spirit has that for us. He offers not only the knowing, but also the what to do with the knowing. And you know, it's interesting that you know if you know something or if you don't know something, but you don't always know if you have wisdom. How many know? A lot of people think they do, (laughs) but often they don't. That's why we need Holy Spirit. So I just want to talk briefly about the spirit of understanding. Not just understanding things as in, I'm not confused, but I really understand, for example, how to fix something or how something works, how to use a computer program. You know, it's that practical. It is. But it's also more. It's flowing in the spirit of understanding with people, having compassion towards others. You know, when we express a spirit of understanding towards people, it helps them to feel understood and loved. How many know God understands people? He knows why people do things. He knows why people even do the weird things that they do. (laughs) He has understanding towards them. You may be in a ministry situation and you need understanding. You need compassion. You need to be able to empathize with the person that you're ministering to in order to help them. That's a spirit of understanding. We all know what it's like to feel misunderstood. It stinks. But when someone comes that gets it, they get us, we can tell that they care. You know, Jesus walked in this spirit of understanding with Mary, who poured the perfume on his feet, with the woman who was caught in adultery, and the woman at the well. And there were so many more examples. We are carrying these seven spirits. We are carrying the spirit of wisdom and understanding. It's who we are. If we could get our identity straight, who we actually are now, our identity in Christ And people say, well, yeah, I've got it. I know who I am in Christ. Well, sort of, but not fully. Because if we did, the world would look a lot different. At least the worlds that we have an impact on, an influence on, our sphere of influence, our metrons, would look different. And they do to a certain extent, for sure. I want everyone to be encouraged by the things that they are doing and how they are making a good impact. But if we could get a handle on a deeper level of these seven spirits, you know, the sky is not the limit. There are no limits to his glory covering the earth through his body and through the spirit of wisdom and understanding. I just want to take a moment and pray for you guys in regards to this specific thing that we're talking about today. As I said earlier, I fully expect that we will be walking in these graces So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for our identity in Christ. As we continue to step into that, to learn intellectually and tangibly and experientially what it looks like for us to connect with you, flow in your spirit of wisdom and understanding, how through you they can make an impact on those around them. God, we thank you for signs and wonders and miracles we thank you most for your presence and how you're going to reveal yourself to us through your spirit of wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. 